welcome to today's podcast episode. It is a little after one o'clock on Wednesday, March 2nd, the middle of a very nice week of weather with like 60s to come over the weekend. So excited. I have a, I have a theory. Can I run it by you? Yes. And I'll, I'll answer your question, which now more people probably have, but I will not try to monologue on it. Um, the Major League Baseball lockout does not affect the Mud Hens whatsoever. Great. Um, it's it's like it's like good and bad. Like there are a couple of players on the Mud Hens who would love to be on the Tigers roster because they make a heck of a lot more money. Um, they will make crap money, like literally, like a, a couple of grand if they were to stay with the Mud Hens for all season. Uh, Mm -hmm. But those players who could be with the Tigers will start April 5th for us. Here's my crazy theory. Like, it has has no basis in reality. Um, In my opinion, I, both sides, the players and the owners are to blame. Mm -hmm. Blame on both sides. Um, And I'll leave it with that. But to punish that blame and... And I'm I'm going off of this week and like this weekend's forecast. Um, I think the owners are willing to kick all of the games in April because a lot of places are like Detroit. Do you want to go to a Tuesday night game to see the Tigers against the Rays when it's going to be like 42 degrees? Absolutely. So not. they're they're totally fine like kicking those games because the attendance sucks. Yeah. But, but watch in all these cities where. People don't go to April midweek games or anything. Cleveland, Detroit, Philadelphia, other parts of the East Coast. We're going to have an unseasonably early spring, maybe an early summer. And (laughs) April 7th will arrive and it'll be like close to 80 and sunshine. And uh, there there won't be any baseball to go to. And for us, we'll be fine. But And then the, the players and owners, if they're still in this disagreement, they'll be like, look at all this money we're losing. We're not getting paid. We're not making money. So... So are you agreeing with me this year that there are often days in March and April that are very nice and that we usually turn the corner around this time into the springtime? Bullshit. Because you have to- <laughs> Okay, so no. So you're not agreeing with me. Great. Okay. I'm just... I, 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 I'm... You're excited. No, I'm not excited. I, I am... Like with everything COVID, except for now, like... I am pandemics over. It's done. Like the only people still getting COVID now are my family back home. Um, (laughs) But like it's behind me now. The mask mandates are are lifting. Some events I haven't been to in a couple of years are coming back. I'm being the same way I've been with COVID up till now with the weather. Cautiously Mm -hmm. optimistic. Have you seen the pictures people have posted in like recent years? Like there's like fall spring one. And then it snows. Yeah, and then fl- like the memes. Yeah. yeah, like I'm on the lookout for that because I have completely adjusted my my meteorological body clock, my climate body clock. I don't expect like daily nice weather until <clears throat> almost like the third week of May now. But mm. uh, I know okay. that like it's not strange anymore where I'm out with the dogs at the at the halftime of a football game on Sunday, late in September, and it's still 74. 
So Yeah. And there's some days in March. Like there are days in March, like this weekend, where the weather's super nice. I know that because my birthday's in March and I've had many a birthdays where we have chosen to barbecue instead of like being cooped up in the house, you know? Thomas's birthday too. I'm not gonna say that we're not gonna not have any more snow. We will. Sure. So um <clears throat> no, I haven't changed my mind at all. Sorry. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, Cat got your tongue. I have a dog thing to share with you. Did we podcast yesterday? We did. Very quickly, though, because you had an That's interview. Right. Um, so, did I tell you the cost of Diddy's dental work? Oh, God. I can only imagine. So, <clears throat> I go to community pet care clinic. My God. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Do, 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 I literally do, just gargled. Anyway. You poor thing. Although I was choking on the cost. So I go to Community Pet Care, um, which is at the end of Detroit and the Trail. And mm-hmm. for almost everything, it's super inexpensive. Um, when Andre has, like, I've had to take him in there because he's been limping or he was whimpering. And he had really just hurt himself from bouncing around in the snow. Um, and it's like... $38 for them to do an exam. Like, it's not the place where you walk. Like, as soon as you walk in the door, it's 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. But these dental cleanings. Um, mm. So, yesterday, it cost me 220 bucks. 130 of that was for Diddy to get a senior, like, workup. Um, when, they're, <laughs> when they're older than seven, they've got to do, I guess, a certain kind of blood work before they can do any surgery. Or put a dog uh, to sleep. Not down, to sleep. Wait, no. But anesthesia. Yes. Not, they're not putting dogs, not putting Diddy down. Yeah. To right. To ties him. Um, so I forget how much it was when I had Diddy's teeth cleaned like three years ago. It was six, it was six something. Oh um, my God. But this is, they, they gave me the ballpark because they don't know about extractions, how much they'll have to do. They put the high end on there and the low end. And it's like between like six and nine hundred dollars. I'm guessing it will be six something, maybe seven something. Um, they said there's a mass in his mouth that is likely benign, but it could mm-hmm. grow bigger or grow back. But they'll just take it out. And um, mm-hmm. but I, I was while everything there is pr- relatively, I think, inexpensive. And a friend told me that you know, like everything, costs are going up um, for everything we've talked about for months now. But it's uh, it's pretty pricey. What what have you paid for? You do the you're you're on the plan. Yeah, I'm on the pet care plan, so I pay like 30 bucks a month, and they get two dental cleanings a year for free. So, like, they get, you know, two visits a year, a number of blood works panels, a number of urine analysis panels, a number of fecal panels, and then they get two dental cleanings a year. So, um, I feel like I get my money's worth for that alone. Like, sure, I could get 30 bucks a month so that my animals have all of their visits lined up scheduled they call us like i don't have to call them they're like hey it's time for her visit you know and we'll see you at this day expect to pay this much and it's usually just for like um maybe some doggy ibuprofen if she needs it or if i need to pay for her flea and heartworm um i i last year i started getting them the shot for the heartworm because i just hated having to go in do the test and get the pills and blah 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 Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when diddy is out um to spare him yesterday from more anxiety, he, yesterday was not a good day. Um, he, he just he, he doesn't like it. Um, yeah. I was like, when he's under, 
jab him with the heartworm for the year and cut his nails. Yeah, um, yeah. So when they do the cleanings for Sonny and Pete, are they asleep or? Yes. They are. I mean, that's a, yeah, they that's put- a really, really, I mean, that's something I'll have to explore. Uh, I'd like I'd like to put the, the call out right now. D- pet insurance. I've never done <laughs> it. Or this pet plan that you're on, this membership, like net, mm-hmm. do, do, pet Netflix, Petflix. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to ask for some feedback. Yes or no. And I guess it's like, it's like car insurance or like I have, mm-hmm. um, not like car insurance. It's more like my home warranty. I could be spending like $800 a year for nothing, or I spent $2,000 for six years, and I may never need it. But if you do need it, it could be really expensive. Like, I, when Diddy's all done this stuff, it might wind up costing $1,000. Yeah, I mean, there have been times where it has cost us money because, like, when we got Pete, Sonny's body was going through some things, and that, that ended up costing us kind of a, I mean, in my opinion at that time, a pretty penny, and that was me having to spend 300 bucks. Well, with the percentage of x-rays being off, you know, discounted. So on top of that, the majority of the services that are not fully covered are like discounted. So even things like x-rays are discounted, like you get like 25% off or something like that. So it it really is worth it for us. I love it. Um, My dogs are extremely healthy because they're seen all the time. I think the only routine thing that we get where Dr. Leopold is like, Alex, Sunny is still a little chunky. Mm. Like Petey's still a little chunky. Um, but other than that, they get their like paws done and their, you know, all of that stuff in it. I try to have them do it when they go under as well. So yeah, so when they get to dental cleaning, they go under and and I get I pick them up and they're high as a kite. Yeah, Diddy did a lot of leaning yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's something I'll, I will explore with maybe the next animals. Uh, they're older now. I yeah. don't know if that factors into it. Like when you buy life insurance, like if you're on the brink of death, it's really expensive. Uh, but I'm curious. So I want to take some some feedback on it. And, and I guess it's just, it's peace of mind. Like you pay 30 sure. bucks a month for peace of mind. And you, you might go the whole year with never having to spend another dime besides that. Um or you like like I've been very fortunate with them. Um, they haven't had any issues. It's just annual stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do- and it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I I even I found the only way I found out about that when I got Sunny as a puppy was that a coworker of mine had a senior dog that needed a lot of like vet care in his old age. And so she was paying for the senior dog plan, which gave you even more money off and even more. So each plan is catered to if you have a puppy, if you have like a mid, an average age dog and a senior age dog. So it's good. Um, yeah. And your deals change per, with, with that. So the puppy is definitely worth your dollar because it covers all of the, um, vaccines and whatnot that puppies have to get and it covers the surgery and then all the visits after that i'm not getting a, i would never get a puppy yeah no i'm, I'm never getting a puppy too, again too wild. The like, uh, yeah like remember i didn't make it three oh. hours when faith visited she just drove andre batshit crazy yeah um yeah no we'll, it's funny you bring up variable pricing that's a key topic later on in the show that we'll get to we won't go too long today um, but thanks for the dog stuff. I appreciate it. Um, let me uh, let me give you another quick dog thing. Mm-hmm. So Andre has a new thing. Um, oh God! Yes, that's. I couldn't preface it any better than that. 
Um, so he he shits in the house, and it's it's more my issue than him. But we're moving out of the time of year where this should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be standing outside. It's not like um, I don't want to be standing outside in the cold. He doesn't want to be standing outside in the cold. But we're like to what we discussed initially. We're moving past that time of year. So, um, and I say this with all the love in the world. So this motherfucker, um, we take care of the morning. He does two poops a day. Diddy does like one. Um, I come home. I let the dogs out. We go, we go right out. Um, and lately because he's been doing a certain thing, I try to linger a little bit. We go back inside. They're, they're, they've, they're jumping around like they haven't been fed in weeks. Um, I, I feed them. I go upstairs, I change, and by the time I come downstairs, he this motherfucker has shit in the floor. Like, yeah. he won't do it when we go out. He is now in this routine, like, we go out, he doesn't do it, and I give him time, he eats, I go upstairs, and he won't do it in front of me, but when I go upstairs, he's like, ah, the, the, he has left, I can go to the bathroom now, aka the area rug. So my recommendation, because he sounds a lot like my dogs, I would, when you get home, feed them first. They're going to eat, like feed them first, because as soon as my dogs eat, within five minutes, they're pooping, 100%. Oh, he, this is this is backed up from earlier in the day, so. That's it. Feed them first. Feed them first. Give them a second, right, where you're still downstairs doing things, and then take them outside and like take them maybe take them outside and like wait for the first poop and then the second poop and then that should be it. Oh, there won't be a second. <laughs> Petey has a second, but so Petey right. um has always been one that goes right away where Sunny takes her sweet time. Oh dear god. Uh Andre yeah yeah and oh god. It's <laughs> it's you think from some of the complaining that I do about, and it's mostly Andre cuz like with Diddy He's fine. He doesn't have accidents in the house. He'll do more sniffing than other things outside, but he's responsible. Andre, right. like whatever the whatever falls off the is falling off the trees now. He eats. He dawdles. Yes. Um, he's far more problematic with this, but whatever. I, I love I, Andre. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. And okay. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you guess, and then I'm gonna give you the number, and then I just want your instantaneous thoughts. I don't think we've ever talked about this. If if we have, it's not not at length. But a number came out the other day, um, and I'm sure a lot of people were like, "See, I told you so." So uh, there was a story from the Blade. It was Monday ish, um, mm-hmm. that in the 2021 year, still a pretty heavy COVID year, um, they have the amount for how much UT collected with. Parking. Uh, let me just double check this and make sure it's not fines. It, it shouldn't be fines. Uh, the University of Toledo collected X amount of dollars in parking tickets. Okay, in parking tickets last year. So not people, students, employees, um, teachers, visitors, me. Not how much people had to pay, but parking tickets. How much do you think they collected in one year in parking tickets? Eight hundred thousand. Where'd you get that number from? Like, how did you stumble? Because I feel like, yeah, I just threw a number out because I'm like, well, I don't want to go too low. I don't know. I don't know what the standard is here. I'm like, it can't be a million. Like, so 
couple hundred thousand. Like, let's do more than five. <laughs> How much is it? I thought you were going to go like 80,000. Um, it's half a million dollars. So you overshot it. But that's a lot of money. And that is a lot of money. I don't even need to dig into the details or hear the school try to explain it. Um, and I think the university is phenomenal. Both of their basketball teams are on the precipice of getting to the tournament. The men, for the first time since you've been alive, since I've been, mm. a, uh, since I was shitting myself, um, the women have one of their best teams ever. I'm a mm-hmm. massive supporter of the University of Toledo. The parking situation is a calamity and is a racket. Um, <laughs> the, the comments were incredible. You know, the, the typical things like I, I, I get the sense that as soon as uh, they, they have like parking Nazis, as soon as the, the meter goes off or the meter doesn't work right, they send somebody out to get a ticket. And I think that's absolutely correct. Um, I've told you before, I think when I've gone over there, I have made sure that somebody has given me like some kind of parking code to use or I have made sure to have more than enough money in case the meter gets funky. Because I could say I put a million dollars into that meter. There's no way I'm out of time. They could go, nope, says you didn't put any money in. And I could literally show them a million dollar receipt from my bank that I took out to pay them. They'd be like, nope, here's a $50 ticket. It's one of the worst things in the area. So I'm UT alumni, so I'm speaking from experience. My degree was held up until I paid my parking fines. Like my degree did not get mailed to me until I paid my parking fees, like the things that I owed. And so I had to pay a couple hundred because they racked up at after a certain point. Um, and then I am speaking on a panel on UT's campus today and I'm anxious about it. Like I had to send over my license plate number, make and model and um, color of my car. Yep make model year color of my car and my license plate. And I'm still worried I'm going to get fined because the original email I got last week, just reminding me that the panel is today said I was parking in parking lot 11. But then the email I got this week said I'm parking in parking lot 10. So which one yep. am I in? Like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, that's, a, that's a perfect example. Like I have the fear and I'll take this another step, but I think it fits with the ethos of all of this. You'll get a ticket in the mail and you'll call them up and, and you'll, you'll, and it won't be about 10 or 11 and you'll say, you said you needed all the information about my car and they'll say, ma'am, uh, we looked up the, the, the model, um, of your car. You, you have Jeep compass and it, it's not white. It's actually pearl. So here's a $50 <laughs> ticket. Like it is, it's, it's ruthless. It's, it's borderline dishonest. Like it's that kind of crazy ass stuff. Predatory. Yes. That, that, perfect. Perfect. Like of so many of the things that we talk about, um, like evil old white people and things like that. The worst. Like they are. The, they're the Vladimir Putin of parking people. No. It's, it's awful. They're the they're the Karens of parking people. Yes. It reminds me of like when we used to complain about Toledo police getting speed tickets when they're just like when you can't see a car. There's just a man sitting on the side of the highway like tagging folks like it's just like this isn't policing like this you know what i mean i can do so i'm okay with that Um, okay so so that doesn't tip your scale more like this uh, does ut parking gotcha like you're in no man's land you might as well just like set whatever the ticket amount is aside i i'm more than 50 percent sure you're going to get ticketed because they put you in this bizarre universe of is it 11 or is it 10 and one if you park in 10 
They're going to be like, oh, it was 11. If you park in 11, they'll be like, sorry, ma'am, it was 10, and here's your ticket. For the, and for the gentleman's sake, I'm sure he didn't realize it. So I, it's not his fault. It's the parking department's fault. But he was, you know, each time an email got sent out, there was a clear message of like, please tell me your car's information so that we can get you in the system as a guest parking in, on campus. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm anxious already. Yeah, it, so. it, it's it's a wild thing. And I've had to fill those out before and it hasn't worked. And yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, but good luck to the UT teams uh, because this would be... I, I am very curious, and I think we might have mentioned this. I, I We've been missing each other in some ways over the last few weeks because you're super busy. Um, I have t- some timing things here, but I am very excited to see what the area would be like and how much it would get get on board with both the men and women going to March Madness. Now, granted, they're likely only to last like a game, um, mm-hmm. but you never know. You never know. I think it would be neat. Um, Because it's something I've not experienced since we've been here and since I've been here. So I'm looking forward to it. And and both coaches are like really important parts of the community as well. Yeah. Good for them. I'm not a fan of March Madness, so I won't watch. But yeah, good for them. Um, We didn't talk about this at all. And we're actually going to talk about why we didn't talk about it. Um, But I'll just say this. I had zero interest in the State of the Union last night because... (laughs) A reality show contestant was not giving it, and uh, there would be no surprises. It would be relatively tame, with the exception of two bizarre but kind of expected outbursts. I was mm-hmm. reading up on it today, and I was like, I didn't miss a damn thing. And that this is kind of, I know the world is still very feisty. Um, but not like what it was. But we didn't talk a single thing about like, hey, are you going to watch this tonight? Um, I was three hours deep in Vikings, not even watching anything on Twitter as this thing happened. And I'm glad Twitter wasn't going as crazy as it has, I don't know, um, like several of the last five years. So what about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch it. I mean, it, you and I both agree that we're that we're getting back into we're settling back into kind of more of the same, if that makes any sense. So there's, you know what I mean? Like status quo back to, back to per usual where there isn't, I mean, I'm fine with watching the the highlights of the state of the union speech last night. And that's exactly what I did today. So I said, I'm not even going to bother with it. I also don't love the pep rally esque like theme of it. I hate seeing everybody stand and applaud every five minutes. It annoys me. Um, and I'm a little like, I don't know, like I'm in this space where I'm slightly annoyed. I'm happy, but I'm annoyed at the same time um, that like his Supreme Court nomination, um, Supreme Court judge nomination, the fact that Kamala Harris is behind him as the symbolic, like this is the first time in history there was two ladies behind him. But like, what have we even seen of Kamala? Like, you know what I mean? And I hate the... Um, you know, I, I cannot stand. It's like, well, I'm going to appoint a black woman. And it's like, okay, but make sure you like, I, I can't stand it. I do think that un- unfortunately we have to have circumstances like that where people go out of their way to l- uplift us, but it annoys me all at the same time because there's always that fear. Anyway. No, to that point, we haven't discussed doing this. it for clout. <laughs> um, to, to the nominee, um, somebody who opposes him uses his words against him, and it ma- makes a great point. Um, kind of like 
it's affirmative action. It's making up for right. oversights in the past. But what happens if there was an Indian American woman who was far more qualified um, and just like she was the person, but the last guy just overlooked her and overlooked her. Like, like we're leaving, we're potentially like overlooking. And I'm not saying it had to be a white woman or a white man, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are other minorities in this country. What if it was a person of a, what if it was a Spanish woman? Yeah. So when you pigeonhole yourself like that, you think you're, you're catering to the right people, but you might be putting yourself in a bad position. Yeah, it's hard for me. And this is my own personal struggle. It's hard for me not to feel a little bitter and a little uncertain if it's being done for clout. And unfortunately, Joe Biden, during Joe Biden's presidency, he had a female vice president and he appointed a black woman to the Supreme Court. You know what I mean? Uh, Like like, these are his accomplishments. That's what the State of the Union is. It's to it's to pat him, pat yourself on the back for everything you've done and continue to speak about what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is, right? I, I don't like that. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Um, all right, we'll move on. Fun stuff if we could. <laughs> a fun thing, um, and then we'll do the Juwan stuff because I know we have questions about oh, that. I mean, there really are only questions. Um, yeah. Vinny texted me today, and he's the one that tipped me off to this, and I we are both avid moviegoers. Um, yes. This will be a fun topic, and I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, AMC is going to be charging. They're going to introduce variable pricing, or at least attempt it. Um, I'll I'll explain exactly what it is, but first give you an example that I'm familiar with. Um, NFL teams have instituted some variable pricing. I think more with preseason games, but more so also with regular season season tickets in other words I, I think this is the way the math works out like let's say your season tickets for the browns cost you three thousand dollars okay um you could average that out like how many ever games there's not eight nine so there's ten home games um so do the math everything is three every the tickets would come out to three hundred dollars each mm-hmm. but like so many people offload their tickets um so you're not actually paying $300 per game. It's mm-hmm. when it's Brown Steelers, those tickets are $500. Um, when it's the Jets, oh. when it's the Jets, it's 50 bucks. So variable pricing depending on the caliber of the interest of the game. AMC is kicking around the idea of doing that. It looks like they're going to start it out like right now with the Batman. And, my, and I, every time I told my dad I was going to see Batman t- tonight, he's like, the Batman. He kept, <laughs> he kept correcting me. I was like, and I told Russ today, I'm going to be like, I am the Eric Chase. Um, and I, as you and I, like you and I are literally good. You, me, Josh, Vinny, and Thomas are all going to subsidize like the movie industry. We've had the discussion before. Like what can, what can the movies do to, to continue to survive? And we've had some pretty good ideas, um, but this is a new one. And I'm, I'm actually okay with it, and Vinny and I agree with this. If you want to charge me 20 bucks as opposed to 15 for the Batman, fine. Um, but I want the Justin Price ticket. We'll use the Justin filter. Um, for other movies, it better be lower than the average cost. Like if our friend Justin um, 
in the art house movie snob Justin wants to go see something, <laughs> then it's automatically like 33% less because Justin likes to go to a lot of movies. Like he was just saying the other day, I think none of the Oscar nominees are in Toledo for him to go see. And while those are prestigious movies, they're not the Batman. Like they're off the beaten path. Right. So I'm totally fine because, and I think you're with this too. Um, we went to go see The Courier a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, we did. Was so, it a couple? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So The Courier, while it's Benedict Cumberbatch, it's not. It's not a superhero movie. It's not gonna draw. It's not gonna make half a billion dollars. It's not gonna be in the same sentence with Avatar. So it better be like twenty percent less than the average movie ticket. So are you? But do we have to buy into it like a program? So do we have to be members and and then as members we get those fluctuating prices? Great. And I need. To, I need to know that my like price is not going to go up. So like say we go into the movies right now and we're paying what is it like $14, 14.75 or 12.75 to see Batman today and tomorrow and Friday. I don't want to be I personally do not want to pay $20 to see Batman and then pay uh, $12 to see. You see what I mean? Like that would that's a ploy to increase ticket prices and then for other movies, it'll just be what you paid before. So let's oh, no. say Uncharted as example, you know? Okay. Isn't that Uncharted, the Tom Holland movie, the one that just came out? Yes. Um, I think you bring up something fascinating. So uh, from a business perspective, I totally understand this. As a consumer, it bugs me. Um, I, I th So we all see, all of our theaters are Cinemark, not AMC or whoever else. Um, and they're always pushing that dumb Cinemark movie rewards program, which is, yes. really, which is really not a reward at all. So I'm wondering, since they always want you in their movie club, I'm sure they would say, join the movie club and in some way you'll, you'll get a perk that the average moviegoer won't. And, and, and they could even do it where... It, they already do this. Like when I did the morning, when I was, my hours on the morning show, I'd race out of work on Friday sometime and at 1130, go see the big movie of the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it was $8. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this kind of thing already happens now. Matinees are cheaper than um, evening movies. I'm sure. wondering if like, if you're going on, if I go see the Batman tonight and I am, it's $15. But mm -hmm. next Tuesday, it costs more than it to go see Uncharted but it's less than it was now. Like it's it's almost like the stock market. Um, yeah. When when the interest is up, like this weekend will be the highest ticket price for Batman. Right. But it will slowly yeah. go down as more and more people have seen it, as there's less interest. But again, I'm I'm good if you want to do that because I go see other kinds of movies. Can you think of anything else in the box office right now besides Uncharted? Uh, Moonfall that's not even at the I don't even think that's at the box office anymore but I really wanted to see that which most people don't know anything about it had um, the guy who played Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones yes. and um, so that I can understand like not paying a ton of money for that but my concern would be that the movie industry is going to charge you something like 20 to 25 dollars to see Batman during its peak like viewing days and then other movies are just going to be the regular $12. So I don't see the value, you know? Okay, so this, I would not be for that, but you bring up a good point. They very well could do that because, again, going back to um, baseball, the owners, it's a business. Like, right. If you're rooting for the Tigers, you're rooting for somebody to make money. It, you're, you might as well root for Target. 
at least you get something you get something tangible out of it. So I could totally see that happening. The only way I would be okay with this variable pricing is if when I go see Moonfall on a Friday night, it's eight bucks and it's lower right. than the price now. So I want the variable pricing to work in both directions. Yeah, like in order for me to feel like there's value in this, that price has to go lower than where they're already at now. Okay. You know, yep. like it ha for me, it has to like I want to pay six to eight dollars for something that's about to leave the box office, you know, yep. compared to if I'm going to agree to pay because I have to think of this in twos now as well. So like anytime I think of going to see the Batman and they're like, OK, well, now you're going to pay twenty five dollars. No, I'm actually paying 50 because Thomas, you know what I mean? Like there's two of us. So we're paying 50 and then another likely 50 on um, popcorn, drinks, some candy. And we don't even get the fucking reclining seats in Toledo. <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Good, good discussion. Yeah. Um, the gentleman we had on the podcast about two months ago, Juwan Armour, the Lead violence interrupter has decided to step down from his role. His last day will be next Friday. Uh, Councilman Hobbs, I believe, announced this last night. Mm -hmm. um, there were some various quotes, something... Uh, I think he said something about wanting to spend more time with his family in Columbus that may or may not. Everything is going to be, it may or may not be true. There were a couple of quotes that I came across. Um, I think it was one Mr. Sandra McPherson, another councilwoman. Um, and then somewhere else said... He had a like he had an uphill battle and did not get help from the city like he should have. And sure. I don't think we're gonna have these answers for a long, long time. Um, maybe because he was the first one, mm -hmm. he was doomed to fail. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I have nothing but baseless speculation. I'll throw this out there, and and maybe he, um, maybe he had planned this this all along. And look, he may might he might want to go. He might. He was having a hard time hiring people. Maybe this was just the wrong time to try this because everybody is having a hard time hiring people. Look, it's as with most things, it's probably a lot of things. Maybe he just wanted to be with his family again. But I'll throw this out there: it was completely overshadowed. And this is my I, I raised eyebrow speculation, um, perhaps just coincidental timing. It was overshadowed because of everything going on with Ukraine and Russia. Rightly so. It sure. was a. It was an unusually grim weekend in Toledo, and it wasn't the normal shit like that we're sadly used to. Um, police shot a guy who is now still in critical condition, who was mm -hmm. waving a knife and wouldn't put it down. And I have no problem whether it was a good shoot or not, but it was a thing. There was another situation where I believe a pedestrian was killed. Mm -hmm. as a car was going like 110 miles an hour evading police and there was a couple of other grim situations and mm -hmm. I don't again I don't know what happened I have nothing to back this up but I could go um, and say maybe the optics of this whole project and the city's inability to, to manage this or message this better paired with what the hell happened over the weekend it's like look let's just put this let's just put this on the shelf. Uh, or rest this program for a while because the one big question that hasn't been answered that will need to be is will this program continue after Juwan leaves and tirade over I think it will I mean I do think that it will continue because I think that the city I, I don't think that our unfortunately like our crime rate is going to go down um, and I think that I think our average is going to continue to increase and so I think for that reason there's a need for this kind of work 
I also am, can only speculate and I don't have any inside knowledge to, to really go in one direction or the other. But this is a really progressive program for the city to do. And I worry that maybe they weren't quite ready. Agreed. I mean, that's a, bold, that's, that's a bold statement for Jawan to say, like, I didn't have the support. I, I, I will misquote him completely, but saying something along the lines of they failed us or they failed me. But like this is this was a bold program to create, and it and it probably you know there was a probably a lot of unorthodox methods that Jawan had to go forward with in order to make some movement here, and I don't and the city has to be willing to support that, and sometimes there's just red tape and legal mumbo jumbo that may not allow that to happen. Also, it was moving a lot even a lot slower than we anticipated, like learning that they were only in one neighborhood yep. and that the data that they had was just, was so little compared to the amount of time that they were working. But again, you're building a program from scratch. You're pulling in unorthodox employees and making them now city employees. Like this is all, that's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work for Jawan and his team and it takes a lot of work for the city and a lot of willingness for the city and city officials to go about this prevention and unorthodox means. That's the goal, but the actual action behind it. So like, it almost reminds me of, you know, everybody's talking about diversity and inclusion. Everybody's talking about businesses and business practices need to be this and need to be that. Okay, it's one thing to say it and to say we are an organization that does this, but it's another thing to then allow those things to happen. You know what I mean? So if there were unorthodox practices that maybe Jawan's team had to go about to make change and the city's like, whoa, we can't allow that. We, we can't allow this. And it's like, but you need to. And so I don't know. I have again, that's com I have no idea. Um, but I, I mean, I, I have to feel like based on we had such a good conversation and he, you know, Jawan was really motivated and not to say he's not still motivated. I, I feel for him a little bit because if it's hard to do a job, I know I know one firsthand, you know, working a job where you don't necessarily have 100 percent of the support that you need for that job to be successful um, because you're waiting for everybody else to to uh, catch up, you know, a thousand percent. Um, I'm sure there there are a lot of, of examples and none of which I can think of right now where yeah. the the maiden voyage failed yeah. um, my better example that I can speak more to is like you never want to be you never want to be on that Cavs team right after LeBron leaves because <laughs> because it's not it's going to lose a lot and the cupboard of talent is bare now after a couple of good drafts and some smart management the Cavs are a nice little upstart team in the East this year because they've been able to move away at long last from LeBron's shadow. And maybe the first and person And now LeBron's that, coming back. I, I am all Sorry. we'll do we'll do that another time because I am all <laughs> I am all about that. Um maybe the first one was just destined to not work and and sure. unfortunately Juwan had to take the brunt of that and take as they would say all the L's because of um a lack of preparation, a lack of foresight which look, there's not many of these programs going on around the country and oh yeah, by the way, the world has been on fire since he's been doing it. So yeah. I I actually do um and if you want I'll copy you on it. I'm going to send him an email and go just nothing more than like Thanks for being on the podcast. We appreciate you giving this thing a shot. Yeah, and, and you know, the, like I said, you could hear the passion in his voice. I think that he's well-intended, and so I hope he does well in the future with, with his efforts. 
I do think that it's going to continue though, because this is under the wheelhouse of, um, former chief bird and, uh, assistant deputy Tucker. So like this is, this is under their wheelhouse. And we know those two gentlemen to be really motivated individuals in our community looking to make change and community resources and emergency services and whatnot. So. If there was only someone who was going to have, have a visit with them next week who could ask the question whether or not this program would continue. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, I let Jason know we're good for uh, next week. Nice. And, uh, you know, I went to, I, did I tell you I went, I went there this weekend? No. I did. They had a Mardi Gras pop-up yes, night. Yes, I knew that. I knew that. And I had a drink that I didn't realize was just gin and a couple mixers. Like, not even. You know, I thought it was like a mixed drink. So, like, a small percentage of liquor and then, like, a large percentage of mixer. And it was just liquor. Like, I, it took me all day to drink it. It was, oh, my God. Anyway, beautiful, beautiful place, though. I really yeah. like it there. And we're just like a month and a couple of days from from opening day, and we'll go visit Souk again, so you can visually violate Musa. Oh, Musa, he's such a nice man. I can't say anything else on the podcast because that's sexual harassment. It's not sexual harassment. You he's can certainly such a nice man. You can compliment someone's someone's partner and his gentle eyes. Um, all right, I will. Uh, I will text you later if I don't, because uh, I'm going to get into show stuff. Good luck for the UT thing, um, and we will be able to do a part two of Alex parking at UT probably within a couple of weeks because they will <laughs> they will mail that ticket out before you even leave the campus. Oh my God, I'm not prepared, but yes, we we shall. All right, bye bye, bye bye.